Hello, and welcome to another episode of KMM's Mobility Matters podcast. I am Arlene Holt, and I am your host, and I am joined today by Chris Ganda. Hey, Chris. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And we have a special guest with us today. I'd like to introduce everybody to our new Safe Routes to School coordinator, Delfina Piccio. Hi, Delfina. Hey, Arlene. Uh, Thanks for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so am I. So we'd like to... uh, we're very excited about our third season, Chris. Can you believe it? We're here three seasons of KMM Mobility Matters. This uh, tiny little uh, project that we were working on has morphed into three years, and I'm very excited to start our third season. And we have a lot I'm of- so uh, happy that we're so good that they funded us for a third season. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for like a Peabody Award or something. <laughs> <laughs> A Webby Award. I don't know what's the uh, what's the podcast awards. See, we're we're just that great. But, um, yeah. So really excited about the third season. Um, we have a lot of great guests lined up, but um, today we'd like to talk with a little bit about what we have planned at KMM for the fall of uh the season. So first, let's talk to Delfina. Um. So I'm very happy that you were able to join us. We're so excited that you are going to be the new Safe Routes to School coordinator. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you hope to accomplish uh, in your new role at KMM? Thanks so much for introducing me, Arlene. Um, I'm so excited to be here. As I said before, I'm ecstatic to be working at KMM. This is a big change for me as I'm coming from a background in teaching. I was a high school teacher, high school ESL teacher for the past three years in Somerset County. So not too far from Middlesex. I'm excited to still be in central New Jersey. Yes, it's official. It does exist. And we're here to stay. So um, yeah, so as Arlene said, I'll be the new Safe Routes to School coordinator and I'm bringing some experience from my background in volunteering with Girls in Gear, which I know has been talked about at KMM um, on this podcast, actually, in fact, in the past. So uh, and KMM is a big supporter of Girls in Gear as well, which is a nonprofit um, program as well that teaches life skills through bike skills through its eight-week sessions. Yep. Additionally, um, I'm also bringing experience for my nonprofit that I help run. Um, it's called Flemington DIY. So I am the volunteer coordinator there. And I'm also a board member of Flemington DIY. And that's located in Hunterdon County. So lots of different experiences. And I'm excited to be pairing my love and passion for biking and pedestrian safety with educational programs and building those relationships here in Middlesex County with schools and municipalities. And I'm super excited. Actually, uh, one of my goals in this role is going to be helping expand the Safe Routes to School program to the high schools, uh, local high schools in Middlesex County. And um, that is one of the new program goals for the Safe Routes to School program statewide. And I think with my experience and background as a high school teacher, um, I'll have some ideas in store for how we can connect um, with that age group and those schools. Right. And as you said, that's a new uh, component of the Safe Routes to School program. So you get to make it your own. And I'm really excited to see what you do with it. Um, 
And so that brings us to Chris, who's still around. Uh, he has not <laughs> left us. <laughs> Make it sound like a bad thing, but I'm still here. Uh, thankfully, after um, one you had an interesting, interesting summer. summer. Yes, I did. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, yes, like I said, I'm still here. Where easily that could have not been the case. Uh, not, and I'm not talking about my position here at KMM, but uh, I was riding my bike on a trail pretty local to here. I I don't think I have to say where, but I was a little under-equipped and I was going down this one slope. And I was, as I was approaching, I attempted to engage my brakes. The brakes worked. My tires didn't. Uh, the, the tread on my tires is fairly light, so it wasn't enough to grab the dry, rocky, granular surface that I was riding. Mm -hmm. So I was <laughs> sent off the trail uh, or rather the edge of a trail and dropped about 10 feet into a roll that ended into a stream. So I was cut and bruised and uh, in Wait. pretty bad shape and in water. Oh, uh, it's, a, so, it's a stream, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought you said, yeah. So by the time I the, the fall had ended, I was underwater for a moment. Then I got up. Were you really? Only, <laughs> and it was only about a knee deep. Um, <laughs> I So... Um, it made me think of this scene from Robin Hood Men in Tights. How <laughs> how they're 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 arguing over crossing the stream, but the stream really isn't that big. This wasn't this was more rushing water than that. But the fall ended in a stream. I got up, I realized I wasn't in the best shape, um, where where I had cuts and bruises all over me. Uh, and I don't know the true source of this water. So I had dropped 10 feet down from the trail and I had to climb up uh, with my bike. So the only way to do that was to hoist my bike over my shoulder and um, you know, fix it to myself as, as best as I could while I climbed with my feet and one hand uh, wow. using tree roots to get back up. So I was able to manage my way back up to the um, back up to the trail and, and ride home. And, and, you know, obviously I had to, call and let my wife know that this had happened to me the rest of the evening was not would not flow as planned but thankfully uh overall i was okay it could have been much yeah. worse and mm -hmm. based on the the conditions around the trails um yeah, i could have easily fallen on say a, a tree that had fallen over and had branches sticking out which which right. could have put me in much worse shape uh, I did have my helmet. I, I did notice some scuffs and scratches that weren't there before. So I, I'm confident it protected me in some instances. But as far as preparedness, uh, I think that's where uh, I had failed in regard to um, not having the, the right equipment to do the job. Uh, so when we think of the safe systems approach to things, I, I don't think it was a safe vehicle to ride on that space. Uh, so as much as I work in this transportation and safety realm, I, I think I just should have made better choices there. And that could have gone a long way. But my recovery is complete. I can run, I can bike, I can teach and do the bike rodeos and everything else that we've been doing. So I'm glad to be fully recovered and, and back here. And as far as the program goes, we are thrilled to have Delphina join our team and we're really excited about that and she's been right. doing a great job with setting up our schools for success in October because Delphina what's going on in October October is National Walk and Bike to School Month 
with the the big day being on October 4th, but schools um, can host events all throughout October and it is encouraged. Um, if you can't make it on October 4th, there's plenty of other beautiful days in October to host an event. And we still have time for schools to register for their walk to school events or bike to school events through the month of October. Now, the International Walk to School Day is on October 4th. It's the first Wednesday of October every year. Though, um, schools can celebrate anytime during the month. It doesn't have to be the first week. It doesn't have to be on October 4th. It could be anytime during the month of October. And if you'd like to schedule a rain date because it is hmm. New Jersey, October. Right. Uh, so it, if you want to schedule a rain date into November, that works too. Uh, as long as we are supporting active transportation and kids walking and biking and choosing healthy options for transportation to school, uh, that's what we support. Delfina, uh, how many schools have registered so far? Uh, right now, we have about 30 schools registered in Middlesex County. It's very exciting. Um, and like Chris said, we have uh, we still have time for more schools to sign up. So if you're listening to this and you're involved with your local school or um, with your local police department, uh, municipality, and you're interested in you know helping organize an event in your community, you can definitely uh, reach out to us and uh, we'll get you set up to help host your event. And if you don't live in Middlesex County or if the school isn't within Middlesex County, there are other TMAs which serve the other counties throughout the state. So reach out to your local TMAs. And if you need help finding those, you can go to saferoutsnj.org to find out about your local Safe Routes to School programs. And we will post that link at the bottom of the podcast description for anybody who's looking for their local Safe Routes to School coordinator. Which brings us to, um, we've had a pretty uh, busy summer, Chris, um, not just with you falling, and I'm very happy that you're <laughs> feeling better. That was uh, very concerning, especially when you texted me. It was kind of late when that happened. Um, but also, you've been, uh, we've, we had the pleasure of celebrating um, the ribbon cutting of the New Brunswick Blanquita Valenti School. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So last spring, um, Dr. Johnson and his team from New Brunswick Public Schools reached out to us because they heard that the Safe Routes to School program was operating within New Brunswick and working with the schools intermittently for a lot of walk-to-school events. And they had heard a little bit something about us evaluating spaces for uh, to prioritize walking and bicycling and identify safety concerns for uh, schools through safe routes to school travel plans and that type of planning process. So they were curious to hear about what that was about. And I delivered a presentation to them back in June and they were excited to hear more about what we can do. And uh, they're committed to developing a safe routes to school travel plan uh, with the district for specifically for Blanquita Valenti School. So the school uh, had just, this is their first year. So we were able to uh, attend the ribbon cutting the, the day before school had started. And it was an exciting event. We had uh, uh, many community partners who had attended and many familiar faces that we know about around uh, New Brunswick. But we're, we're eager to celebrate that. Uh, yes, the school is opening, but we have identified recommended routes for children to take uh, at the school. The goals for identifying these routes were so that we didn't spread out the resources of the city's crossing guards um, 
in a way that would not be uh, conducive to safety. So by prioritizing these routes, those crossing guards specifically know where children will be crossing. And that way the traffic who encounters them in the morning understand that this is going to be a regular thing that's happening at these intersections. So those routes are posted on the uh, school's website for the parents to promote amongst each other. And uh, we're we're continuing to evaluate what what may be the uh, practices that are happening in the mornings during school drop-off or in the afternoons during pickup uh, to to identify what improvements could be made, not just to the routes, but to the, the built environment there and how that prohibits or um, encourages different behaviors. So we want drivers to be focused. And as a general safety message to everyone listening, when you're approaching a crosswalk, the idea is for you to understand that someone may cross there. So the idea is not to speed through before someone gets there, but to prioritize the folks who are using those spaces to cross the streets. Right. And as a PSA, because we have to say it, the New Jersey state law requires you to stop and stay stopped for pedestrians in the crosswalk. So please make sure that you're doing that, especially around school buildings and where children are present. So we haven't recorded a session in in quite a few months, but I know that we've been busy with other projects here too, right, Arlene? And we're wrapping one up pretty soon, which has brought some exciting news and uh, exciting developments. If you want to tell us more about that. Yes, I feel like I can finally speak about this. We've been alluding to it a little bit during um, past episodes, but we finally were able to present the township of East Brunswick with a plan for a safety town. And I am so excited about this project. Um, We have been working with the township and community members on developing a plan for safety town for several years now. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, things kind of got backed up. And so it took a little bit longer than what it was expected. But we were able to create a community task force or um, like a committee of residents and share uh, wants and desires for this space. And thanks to our partners at the New Jersey Department of Highway Traffic Safety for for um, providing grant funding for this project. So it was entirely grant funded and uh, we were able to create a plan and it's a beautiful plan for East Brunswick to potentially develop the first safety town traffic garden in the state of New Jersey. It was such a fun project to work on and I am looking forward to seeing it in its completion. Hopefully the township will be able to start on that project soon. But again, we are helping the township identify additional grant funding sources so that it will be 100% um, grant funded and no burden on taxpayers. So yeah, and thank you so much, Chris. You were an invaluable resource. I really appreciate all the work that you put into this project because you were by my side the entire time. Um, I was there for more support. (laughs) no and you were the the information and the you know just your experience as um a a safe routes to school coordinator and as an avid cyclist you had a lot of um, interesting and important information to add to the project so i i wholeheartedly thank you for that 
And I just really appreciate the team that we have here at KMM that we're able to collaborate on these kinds of projects. Um, so yeah, so in, um, I'm looking forward to speaking with uh, Fanula Quinn of Discover Traffic Gardens in the near future. And we can talk a little bit more about what is Safety Town because I don't think we've really discussed what Safety Town is, but um, it's something that has become very popular in the last several years around communities in the United States. Yeah, and what we've seen was that these traffic gardens started popping up in the Washington, D.C. area after they uh, decided to teach all of the second graders in Washington, D.C. how to ride a bike. Uh, so the schools where these programs were happening decided that they would repaint their, their blacktops and instead of just having a general play space, uh, they would dedicate it to um to having traffic markings on a smaller scale to promote uh traffic safety through bicycling and not that it, it's only effective for bicycling because children are becoming more familiar with the signage and the rules of what those spaces like crosswalks are uh so um it, it's an pretty innovative space for each location because it's not the same everywhere they go because there are restrictions for the size and I can go on and on, but uh, that's, that's how we started seeing them uh, more frequently just before the pandemic. And uh, we're happy to, to bring that type of program to our service area too. Yes. So in the near future, you will hear more about the um, East Brunswick safety town traffic garden. And hopefully we will all join together. Everybody who had a part in it in uh, a celebratory ribbon cutting of the space. Um, really looking forward to seeing that be um, completed entirely. And hopefully we can have some safe routes to school programs on there. Maybe a bike rodeo in East Brunswick. Yeah, that's Alfina. <laughs> that it's gonna it's gonna be epic because uh the you know the infrastructure for the safety town is just lends itself so nicely to doing all sorts of programming and it it will save us so much time from having to put down cones and um, traffic, uh, chalk, you know, chalk symbols. So, yeah, it'll be instrumental for education. Yeah. And so just before we wrap up, um, what's in store for us outside of Walk to School Day? I, that, that takes up a big chunk of your time, Delfina. But um, any other events happening in October or November that you would like our listeners to know about? Um, coming up in November, on November 1st, is the Complete Streets Summit at the Rucker, held at the Rutgers Student Center on College Avenue. And that event is going to be in person. Um, and I highly recommend signing up. It's a free event. And it's sponsored by the Voorhees Transportation Center at Rutgers. And I'm looking forward to it because it'll be my first time um, learning about Complete Streets in such an in-depth way. And I'm looking forward to all the panelists that are going to be there and meeting other um, folks from the different TMAs across New Jersey and other, other people working on Complete Streets. And so I'm really looking forward to that on November 1st uh, at the Rutgers College Student Center. Right. And we have on our calendar one more kids bike event happening mm. in North Brunswick on October 10th in the evening. Uh, you can find more information on our website and through the Catholic Charities Mobile Family Success Center of Middlesex County. Right. And 
so we have one more bike event uh, scheduled then. Not to say that that's the only bike event that can happen. Our registration, again, for Walk and Bike to School Month is open. So if you have any other ideas uh, or would like to host an other event that we haven't mentioned, uh, yeah, please reach out to us. And yeah. you can find our information on kidmem.org. Right. And um, hopefully you are following us on all our social media channels. But if you aren't, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh facebook instagram uh x which is formerly twitter and threads so um if you don't if you can't reach us through email you can always reach a, reach out through us through a direct message on our social media channels thank you so much for listening to our podcast and we are looking forward to a great new season full of terrific guests and lots of important information pertaining to transportation in Middlesex County and New Jersey. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks everyone. Bye. This ad is disseminated under the sponsorship of NJTPA and FHWA in the interest of information exchange.